Hey there and welcome. It's episode two of the official Mountain West Basketball Podcast, and I'm your host, Matt Neverett. A huge thank you to Nate Kreckman for getting us rolling along in the debut edition of the show last week. Stay tuned all season long as we alternate episodes to bring you all the news, scores, and highlights you need in both men's and women's basketball around the Mountain West Conference. This week, fourth-year Wyoming Cowboys head coach Jeff Linder stops by for three questions about the season in Laramie so far, as well as his personal philosophies on developing talent off the court, and we'll also recap the early week action from both sides of the Mountain West Conference. But before we do, don't forget to download the free Mountain West streaming app on your phone, TV, or tablet. You can watch live or on-demand games when you want, from home, or on the go. The Mountain West app is your home for all things Mountain West and is available on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, Android TV, and both Apple and Android phones. Watch your favorite Mountain West team where you want, when you want. Download the Mountain West app today. Let's get things going with a recap of the early week slate around the Mountain West, beginning on the men's side, where the conference had six teams ranked among the top 45 in the current net ratings to start the week, including Utah State, Colorado State, and San Diego State slotted in the top 25 at 19th, 20th, and 25th respectively. New Mexico at 36, Nevada at 43, and Boise State at 44 rounded out the group of six, and the high ratings meant the Mountain West was one of just four conferences in the country, with six or more teams among the top 45 of the net entering the week. Utah State started the Tuesday slate around the conference with the number 16 overall ranking in the country, but could only watch as Rich Pitino and the New Mexico Lobos scored just shy of the century mark in a 99-86 win in front of the always-packed pit in Albuquerque. The home side got off to a hot start, leading 55-39 at the half, thanks to big-time outings early on from Nelly Jr. Joseph and Donovan Dent. This is screens for Dent. Dent, beautiful pocket pass to Nelly, and he plays it in. Nelly with a game-high 16, and Donovan of Adet with his seventh first half assist. Robert Portnoy on KKOB Albuquerque on the call there. Nelly Jr. Joseph posted a season-high 26 points in the win on 11 of 12 shooting, and Dent dropped a career-high 14 dimes to go along with 15 points. The Lobos finished with a whopping six scores in double digits for the first time since 2019 as they moved to 15-3 and three on the year, with two of those losses coming in Mountain West play. Over in Fort Collins, the Air Force Falcons braved the two-hour road trip north and gave Colorado State all they could handle in a matchup that both teams entered into with losing records in conference play. In Fort Collins, Air Force got out to their best start in a Mountain West game so far on the year, leading by as many as 12 at one point in the first half, but a measured response from Colorado State brought the game within three points at halftime and took their first lead of the game at all, with just under seven minutes left to play in regulation on this Josiah Strong tray. Stevens, down the lane, kick to Strong, for the lead! Yes, sir! 51-50 Colorado State! That was Brian Roth on Learfield. With the score eventually tied at 64 at the end of the second half, the overtime period was kind to the Rams at home, outscoring the visitors 14-5 and limiting the Falcons to just two field goal makes in the additional five minutes in a 78-69 final. Colorado State moved to 14-3 with the victory and evened their conference record out at 2-2. Out of the eight players that appeared for Fresno State in their matchup against San Jose State, five of them scored in double digits, including a team-high 24 from senior guard Isaiah Hill, who played 37 of 40 minutes total and was at his best when it mattered, trading a game-winning three-pointer to clinch an 85-82 win in this Central Valley showdown. Hill has the inbound. Hill across the timeline. Two, one, off-balance three at the buzzer! Wow! 
Isaiah Hill wanted his first Mountain West win. And he is at high altitude emotionally tonight from oh. losing at a buzzer beater by his man Saturday to Cannon that corner three in the face of Cardenas. What a night. Paul Leffler had that call on Learfield. He also got to call a tremendous first half effort from Donovan Yap, who scored 10 of his 13 points in the game in the first half off the bench as the Bulldogs claimed their first win in Mountain West play on the season. The final game of the night Tuesday featured the nation's longest active home winning streak as Boise State put it on the line against the running rebels of UNLV, welcoming them to Idaho as winners of 22 in a row at the friendly confines. The Broncos entered into this one hot as well recently, riding a four-game winning streak, but in the end, it was an unexpected contributor for the roadside that would lead to a win. Forward Rob Whaley Jr. contributed in a major way, posting a season and career-high 18 points off the bench, while Justin Webster scored 15 in the victory, marking just the sixth time this year that the fifth-year player had scored in double digits, but none of his makes that night were bigger than this baseline jumper with 109 to play, which ended up being the final field goal make in a 68-64 win for the Rebels. Here's John Sandler with that highlight on ESPN 1100 Las Vegas. Caleb to Webster. Webster goes baseline. Baseline jumper is good. Justin Webster knocks it down with a minute nine to go. And in the standalone Wednesday night game around the Mountain West, San Diego State defended Viejas Arena in a 71-59 win over the visiting Nevada Wolfpack. Jaden Ledee has been phenomenal in his second season with the Aztecs and turned in his 11th 20-plus point performance of the year with a game-high 22 points to go along with 12 rebounds, good for his ninth double-double of the season as well. The Wolfpack kept it tight throughout, but Reese Waters drained the following three with the shot clock expiring late to supplement a San Diego State lead that they would never relinquish in the 71-59 win. Enjoy the call from the legend Ted Leitner on San Diego Sports 760. Shot clock, three, two, one for three. Good! Ah, Reese Waters, deadly, deadly nail. While the Wyoming Cowboys enjoyed a midweek bye early this week, we're excited to be joined for three questions by head coach Jeff Linder. Coach, thanks a lot for joining us. And as you take the bye to reflect on the up-and-down nature of your non-conference schedule this year, what lessons did you and your coaching staff learn about your team that's propelled you guys to a solid 2-2 two and two start in the extremely tough Mountain West thus far? Well, I mean, first we weren't we weren't healthy. I mean, with Mason Walters, who was the uh, NAI National Player of the Year at Jamestown last year, and uh, he didn't play the actually he played the last three games of the non-con. He was out for two months, and he just provides a lot of things for us uh, offensively and defensively. And so to to not have him, not to have his presence, um, you know, I thought we did a really good job of trying to you know fill that gap, and especially with a true freshman in the case of man. Cam Manyow, who uh, who really stepped up, you know, especially the fact that he just turned 18 in, in like October, and really wasn't quite sure if he was quite ready for the moment. But I mean, he did a really good job in his in his in Mason's absence. And then you lose a guy like Kenny Foster, who's been around forever, tears his Achilles, and so you lose some of that depth. And for us, having a pretty much almost a brand new team, using that non-con to really kind of try to figure out, okay, what we can and can't do. And then now, towards the end of it, you add Mason back, who obviously gives us a, a lot different, you know, ability to play inside out. Um, and so now I think we're just trying to continue to evolve, knowing, too, that uh, our non-con prepared us for the conference, having played 
at Texas, you know, at the Myrtle Beach, playing at BYU. And so the, some of those environments is obviously what you're going to face in the Mountain West. And if you want to try to win road games in the Mountain West, you got to get yourself used to those types of environments. Yeah, and that leads us right into our next question. You know the Mountain West as a whole a lot more than most people's, having spent five seasons at Boise State as an assistant and now uh, just over midway through your fourth season at the helm of the Wyoming program. In terms of the strength of the conference overall, many would argue that this is as strong as the Mountain West has ever been in basketball with the potential for five, maybe even an astronomical six bids in the NCAA tournament, maybe. Your thoughts on the strength of the conference right now overall from a historical context? Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably it's right there. My, you know, back in 2013 when I was at Boise State with uh, with Leon, we had five teams in the NCAA tournament. And and the one thing with that year in 2013, you really go back and look. I mean, there was there was quite a few NBA guys in the league, and um, you know, I think that's where you know this year with the the depth of the league, I'm not sure if you have the number of NBA players, but I think just the overall depth and quality of the talent. And I just think the coaching, I mean, the, the Mountain West is such a good coaching league. It's not one of those leagues where, you know, maybe there's one or two games during the conference season where, Hey, you know what? We don't have to have our a game tonight. And, and in this league, I mean, from a, not just from a player standpoint, but from a coach's standpoint, I mean, you just, you got to be really on top of things because guys are going to make adjustments. Guys are going to change things up and they're going to try to take you out of what you want to do. I and mean, it's just a, it's just a, a phenomenal league, um, you know, from top to bottom, from a from a coaching standpoint, which obviously goes down to the players as well. That's the beauty of the Mountain West, especially as of late. Really, no off nights. You got to be, as you said, on your A game every time you get out there on the floor in conference play. And we'll end our three questions with a chance for you to highlight some of the unsung heroes of any college basketball team. That's those that aren't on the floor. Peel back the curtain for us, if you would, and enlighten those unfamiliar with just how many staff members it takes to be a successful team in the modern game. That's everything from a full arsenal of assistant coaches, trainers, video coordinators, and more. Tell us a little bit about your staff and maybe some of your philosophies for developing talent off the floor no i mean i think that's a big thing I mean, uh, you know from my time being with leon at uh at boise state and his time at gonzaga i mean the biggest thing from a coaching standpoint a coaching staff standpoint is you can create some sustainability and and not have you know your staff turning over every year every other year and so when you have the ability to kind of keep things in-house and you know for me having ken deweese with me for Going on eight years, uh, you know, my associate head coach, and then you add Jimmy Edel, who was my strength coach in Northern Colorado for four years and, and has been with me for eight years now. And so, you know, to have that type of, you know, continuity to know kind of what to expect on a day-to-day basis. And then, you know, you just, you also add the fact that, you know, with the managers, I mean, I think those guys are really the unsung guys that, you know, those guys don't get paid. They show up every day and they do all the things that nobody else wants to do. Um, just because they want to be a part of the program. And so those guys are those guys are invaluable. And then, you know, for us in our program, too, I mean, the walk-ons, I mean, a guy like Court Roberson, who's been with us for three years, that uh, he just, you know, he knows the other team and what they're going to do better than probably the other team in terms of being a guy that really leads the scout team and, and gets our guys prepared uh, in order to go play in the next game. Jeff Linder and the Wyoming Cowboys enjoying a midweek bye before welcoming in the Nevada Wolfpack to Arena Auditorium for a tough matchup this Saturday. Coach, thanks so much for joining us for three questions and enjoy a couple of days off the feet before the weekend. Thank you. 
All session tickets are now on sale for the 2024 Mountain West Men's and Women's Basketball Championships, scheduled for March 10th through the 16th at the Thomas and Mack Center in fabulous Las Vegas. They can be purchased at the MW.com. The women's tournament begins Sunday, March 10th and runs through Wednesday, March 13th, while the men's tournament begins with first-round action on Wednesday, March 13th and culminates with the Mountain West Championships Saturday on March 16th. All 11 women's and men's teams will compete in the Mountain West basketball tournaments with the winners earning the league's automatic bid into the NCAA tournament. Single session and group tickets will be available coming up in February. We'll continue on with a look at the women's action around the Mountain West with five games in action Wednesday afternoon and evening. We'll begin in Logan, Utah, as Utah State welcomed in Nevada with the Wolfpack looking to even up their record at nine wins and losses on the year overall, and even it up they did, dominating from start to finish in an 89-44 victory that also advanced the Wolfpack to 3-2 and in Mountain West play thanks to a season-high 18 points from senior guard Claire Jacobs. In the women's edition of the Air Force-Colorado State Hoops rivalry earlier this week, the Rams completed the men's women's sweep as they were able to force the Air Force Falcons to shoot just over 40% from the field overall and held the lead wire-to-wire in an 81-67 final at home at Moby Arena. McKenna Hofschild continued her torrid pace, including a shooting of performance that amounted 12-19 from the field and 4-5 of from beyond the arc, featuring a game-best 9-10 of from the free-throw line as well, all in all totaling a season-high 37 points. Colorado State now 12-4 overall, 3-2 in the conference. New Mexico was able to hand Wyoming their first loss in Mountain West play Wednesday night, holding the Cowgirls to just 10 fourth-quarter points and 23 in the second half total en route to a come-from-behind 68-61 win at the pit. The Lobos featured a pair of 20-point scores in the victory as Anaya Ogman and Nia Wilson posted 22 and 23 points, season highs for both, and the home side moved to 3-2 and two in Mountain West play. The Cowgirls still had a solid 4-1. New Mexico takes on the nationally ranked UNLV Lady Rebels this Saturday in Las Vegas. And speaking of the Lady Rebs, they advanced their winning streak in Mountain West play to 29 straight games, a streak dating back over two years. It was their first come-from-behind win of the year, though. San Diego State played host and gave UNLV all they could handle, handing the visitors their very first halftime deficit of the season. But thanks to 39 bench points in the game and another double-double from standout Desiree Young, which was her sixth of the year and the 41st of her career, Lindy LaRock's squad was able to put together a 47-point offensive outing in the second half to guide them to a 67-60 win, improving to 15-1 and a perfect 5-0 in conference play. Enjoy Lady Rebel play-by-play voice Wyatt Tomchek with this call of one of forward Neka Obeizer's four three-point makes in her team-high 18-point scoring performance. All of this broadcast on Learfield. Now Jackson will get a screen going to her right to the top of the key. Kicks it out to Obeizer. Three left wing. Good! Neka Obeizer from downtown. 18 points for the senior from Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Obi Eisor has four three-pointers. And in the late game around the Mountain West Wednesday, Boise State traveled to California's Central Valley to take on San Jose State, and senior forward Abby Muse moved up the record books for the Broncos, becoming the fourth leading rebounder in program history with six on the night, giving her 806 total boards for her illustrious career. Muse's team turned in a gritty performance in a win as Boise State improved to 3-2 and in Mountain West play with their 12th win overall in a 68-64 close one to wrap up the schedule for the early week slot around the Mountain West Conference. And that'll do it for the second episode of the official Mountain West Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Neverett, saying thanks for your continued support as we get into the thick of conference play here at the end of January. 
Don't forget to download the Mountain West app. Follow my partner, Nate Crankman, and I on social media. And be sure to enjoy the rest of the week around the Mountain West Conference. So long.